Thanks for listening to audio from North Monroe. To learn more about who we are, visit northmonroe.com or download the North Monroe app in the App Store or on Google Play. Now, here's this week's message. Well, good morning, North Monroe. We're always glad to see you here. I feel like I need to be giving the announcements, but it's, it's time for the message. So we're going to jump, jump right into it. We're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 2 this morning. We're going to kind of finish up the Christmas story. Uh, Christmas is awesome at, at my house. Uh, you know, I've got three little kids, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's just like, and we try to keep it controlled this year, you know, one present at a time. That didn't last long. Uh, you know what I mean? But, but for us, um, you know, Christmas is, the, one of my favorite things about it is the anticipation of it. And how, you know, week after week, and then the, the days start counting down. And, and we know the day is coming, but we have to wait on that day, right? And, uh, you know, we, and then the day comes, we give and receive gifts, and, uh, and, and we can finally celebrate. And, you know, it, and if there's anywhere in the world that loves to celebrate, it's Louisiana. Uh, we, we make up reasons to celebrate around here. We love our holidays. Uh, we got holidays for everything. You know, really at, at our house, Christmas starts right after Thanksgiving. I, I, I try to make sure we get to Thanksgiving and are thankful before we, we do anything with Christmas because, you know, it can kind of ruin that a little bit sometimes. And, uh, you know, we, we start decorating. Life gets really busy. We start making all our plans, where we got to be, what time, this and that. But, but the way that you really know that, at least around my house, and maybe you're like us, that it's almost time for Christmas and Thanksgiving is, is over, is that our baseboards and our fan get a good cleaning. The one cleaning a year, right? We go through the baseboards. You know, a guy, a guy on Twitter said this, if you're going to somebody's house, compliment their baseboards. That's what they're spending all day doing. Isn't that true? Um, but that's, that's another way that we know, okay, the time is coming. And, and the anticipation is building. And for kids, this time is just miserable. Don't you know? My kids, I, I can tell you that. They, we have the countdowns. When is it coming? And, and we, we've started this on our trips, too. If we're taking a long road trip, they've started asking us, when are we going to get there? How much longer? How much longer? The time is miserable to wait. And they just want to know, why? Why can't we just get there? Why can't we just go ahead and, and get to the gifts? But, you know, I, I think waiting is healthy, and I think we've, we've seen that, uh, the, the ability to wait. We know that you can't have everything that you want immediately. Some things are just better when we have to wait for them. Um, and God knew this. He knew the right time. He knew the right time for Jesus to come. You know, there's something about, we call that delayed gratification. And, and, and you guys who, who like to smoke and barbecue, you know, do smoke meats and stuff, that you know that you do not want to rush that. Uh, that, that you, you don't want to pull the, the ribs off the grill too early. And uh, there's something about the power of waiting, the, the, the delayed gratification that uh, makes us appreciate life more. And, uh, and Christmas pushes us to that. Christmas is all about the gift that God sent us in His Son, and, and, and this season of, of the year, uh, the, the church uh, tradition is called Advent, where we, we wait. We intentionally wait. 
and we celebrate the day that God sent his son. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 tells us this. At the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. You know, I love that first part of that, at the fullness of time. At just the right time, God sent his son. You know, he, he, knew, he knew the conditions that the world was in at that time. At just the right time, he sent him. You know, and, and his timing is always perfect, always and, and we see this throughout the Bible. There are times where God's people had to wait. Um, you, you look at, at uh, back in the Old Testament, in the wilderness years, they had to wait, and God had a purpose for it, and he had a timing for it. We see it in the exile years, when the prophets, with Jeremiah, that God's people just wait. I've told you how this thing's going to play out, but you have to wait in it. And God is always faithful in bringing forth His perfect will at just the right time. And so when Jesus came on the scene, it had been 400 years, roughly 400 years, since any prophets, any word of God had come. This is the time between the Old Testament Malachi, right, and the New Testament Gospels. And God's people were, again, waiting. Now, uh, you know, you know when, when the prophets uh, in the Old Testament told them, this is what you're going to wait. There's going to be one that is coming. That's what we celebrate now. We, his name is going to be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And, and, and the, I'm sure they caught this. It said, His kingdom will have no end. And that's what they really got excited about. So there's going to be a day when, and remember, these people were in exile. There will be a day when God's kingdom returns, and has no end. It will last forever. And so they waited. They believed the promise and they waited for it. Now, we get to the New Testament. God's people are still waiting. Now, I think there's some that were probably happy. There was there were the religious elite. They had the system in place. They were satisfied with that, right? And, and they just, you know, could live life. They were comfortable. They could you know, make their sacrifices, go to the temple for worship. Life was good. But then there were some that remembered that there was a kingdom that will reign forever. And they, they looked around and they go, well, you know, this is okay. The Romans seem to have kind of control here. Their kingdom seems to be the one that is, is going to last forever. What, what, what we, there's got to be more. And this is the time where Christ comes on the scene. And on that day, uh, when Christ came, all things changed. Now, uh, the waiting, I think, was over at that point. But we know that there were still some that were still waiting. You know, at Christmas, we see how God fulfilled our longing. He gave the gift that we were all looking for. And that gift of Jesus doesn't let us down. So just like the people back then, I think even still today, I know we are, we're all still waiting on something. Now, the question is, what are you waiting for? What could you be waiting for? Uh, is, it, is it something just to make life better, uh, to fix a problem, to give us, we need something just to give us some direction this year. We've, we've come out of two really hard years. 
We need something. What are you waiting? What is that one thing in your life that you are waiting for? So let's look at Luke chapter 2, back to the Christmas story. The shepherds, we know, were in the fields, keeping their flocks at night. The angels showed up. It scared them. And you know, uh, the thing about shepherds, um, they, they, were, they were straightforward guys. Uh, they were hardworking. They, you really, shepherds weren't guys that, that would really be fooled easily, and they weren't into the business of trying to, to trick other people. And so when the angels came to the shepherds and the shepherds went and were looking for uh, what the angels had told them about, we, we know that, that, that there'd be no reason for the shepherds to, to make any of this up, to be, uh, you know, trying to trick anybody for any kind of personal gain. We know it was real. The angels, it says, notice that, that language that Luke 2 uses, the angels proclaimed the good news to the shepherds. Now, if you, if you get all the way down into the original language, this is what we would call now evangelism. It is to proclaim the good news. That's what the angels came and did for the shepherds. The shepherds took that, and then they in turn would go and proclaim the good news to everybody that they came into contact with, I believe. And, and you know, it's, it is good news for us. We tell you this all the time. This is good news. Now, how do you share good news? Do, do, we, do we keep good news quiet? No. If you've seen any gender reveals lately, there's nothing quiet about that or engagement parties. No. You, you make these huge, elaborate plans, and you want to share the good news as loud as you possibly can. And that is what the angels did for the shepherds that night, to proclaim the good news. And then we pick up in verse 15, Luke chapter 2, when the angels left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord made known to us. And they hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And after seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them, the Christmas story is good news. Now, you know, this is one of those times of the year where, where people are kind of receptive to the good news. Christmas pushes us in that. Have you shared the good news this year? Just like the angels, just like the shepherds, we need to proclaim it. Now, verse 19 says, Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. You know, now this whole Christmas story to Mary was was a treasure. Uh, she didn't want to miss the moment. She knew in, that in this moment, everything had changed for the world. And so, so when the shepherds showed up and, and gave this report, Mary, uh, she didn't take that lightly. She treasured up everything in her heart and meditated on them. And I wonder, have we done the same thing? Do we see this good news as a tre enough of a treasure to, to treasure these things up and meditate on them. I hope that before we get to the new year, that we take some time to treasure these things up like Mary did in her heart. And then uh, verse 20. Verse 20 said, uh, The shepherds returned, glorifying God, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Now, 
So we get a glimpse into Mary, get a glimpse into the shepherds here. They returned, went back to the fields. Um, now, now they, they didn't return just back to any ordinary life. That, that day had, had changed their life from ordinary to extraordinary, right? They went back glorifying, praising God. It wasn't just another day. They had joy and it led to worship. Now, this Christmas story that we have, we, we get, like I said, we get a glimpse of Mary and Joseph, and we, we, we get the shepherds are there, you know, in that moment. And, and I was thinking about this. What about everybody else? Like we know that, that, that if you were of the line of David, that Bethlehem was your town where you had to go and, and, and you know, report for the census. And, and so there were people coming and going. Bethlehem wasn't that big of a town, but there were people there. What about everybody else in the story? Now, we know the Bible doesn't give us the, the every detail of every person that was around at this exact same time, right? The Bible gives us the details that we need to know, that we would know that God sent his son at just the right time. That's what we need to know. But if you think about it with me, we, we get this, this snapshot of this group of people, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, and then, and then there's a little bit of, like, looking back, it said that when the shepherds were giving their report, it said all who heard it were amazed. So I'm not sure who that in, in, encapsulates, who, who else was in the room that would have heard that and would have been amazed at what the shepherds said. There were some, there were some, we don't know who they were. But beyond that, what were they doing? What, the day that changed the world, what was everybody doing? We assume that they were just going about their regular life. There were some that maybe were continuing to wait. There were some that, that were maybe just satisfied with how life was and had no reason to look for anything more. Um, they went on like normal. And I think if there's any tragedy in the Christmas story, that's it. That the day that changed the world, the Christ the Savior had come on that silent night, and there were tons and tons of people who missed it. And we're still waiting on the one who was to come, and he had already come. They were still waiting on this gift from God, and it had already been given. Um, Mary and Joseph knew, the shepherds knew, but everybody else was still waiting. So back to our question. What are you still waiting for? What are we waiting for? God sent his son that we would, send, that we would receive adoption into his kingdom. He's, he's already sent him at just the right time. The gift has been given. So, so what is there to wait on anymore? You know, I, I asked our staff this, uh, this question in a little bit different way because um, I needed some help with the sermon. And, and uh, you know, they're so brilliant. We have the best staff in the world. And, you know, just getting to talk to them. They said these things. I kind of summarized a little bit into, into this category of what reasons do people still have to wait? Why, why would anybody wait? Why would anybody not receive the gift of God, Jesus Christ, and, and continue to wait? Here's what we, we found out. One of those reasons is control. Man, we love control, don't we? We want, we want to know that I've I got everything in line before I can take that step. 
And we want to know when I do take that step, I know how things are going to turn out after I take that step, don't you? We want to be in charge, so we wait until we have the power uh, to control and, and make that move. And maybe we want to get things straight in our life uh, before we surrender. We have to stop a bad habit. We have to fix a marriage, so on. We have to finish a degree, those kind of things. All those are, are control issues. And, uh, you know, so we wait. We, can, we keep waiting. I, I, we, hear, we hear this all the time. I mean, what... What's keeping you from surrendering to Jesus? And it's this control has such a grip on people. Another one of those uh, issues is a fear of failure. Fear of failure, reasons we wait. You know, if, if I believe this Christmas story and I surrender myself to Jesus, one, what comes along with that and what makes the, the good news, the good news is I have to address these issues in my life, this failure that I've had in the past, this failure that I may be in currently, and I'm so afraid to confront that, that I'd rather just keep on waiting. I'm going to keep waiting. I don't want to have to deal with these issues right now. Nobody wants to acknowledge their wrongs. And, uh, you know, if we just believe, if we really believe this is the way, I got to confront these things, and I'm just not ready to confront these things. So I'm going to keep waiting. The gift is given, but I'm not going to receive that right now. Another one is, maybe we're just looking for more. I've heard this before. Uh, this is what everybody in Jesus's day, I think, was doing, that, that we're, we're looking for that kingdom that has no end, right? And, the, and that how could it have come through this small family that's in Bethlehem, that's traveled so far, right, from this little baby? Are you sure that's it? Surely there's more to it. They wanted a king to rise up from a prestigious family to make that nation great again. And you know, we're not so far from that. We think, surely there's more. There's no way it can be that easy. There's no way that this man who lived so long ago can really save me and deliver me from what I'm in right now. It's got to be more. And uh, maybe there's another reason. Maybe another reason is we just don't know. We just, we're unaware that the gift has been offered, and so we continue to wait. But whatever reason, do, do you resonate with one of these? Does, does any of those control or our fear of failure or wanting just more, thinking this, is, this cannot be it, does any of those resonate with you? Well, let me tell you, if you want control, um, here's the bad news. Control is really hard. It's, I, I would think control is impossible to have. Now, you can make some strides. You can be disciplined. You can, uh, you, know, you can maybe control the people you're around. You can control what job you have, maybe. But we are not in control. You have no grasp on what is coming tomorrow. And so if you want control... Uh, you may make strides, but you're never fully in control. What about, what about fixing up your life or getting things straight, that fear of, of, of our failure, so having to address that? If you want to fix your life first, God has already provided that solution. So, I mean, that would be like waiting to go to the doctor until you're well. You know, you feel terrible. I know I need to go to the doctor, but I'm going to wait till I feel better and then go. 
Do we ever do that? No. When you get better, you just keep living until you feel worse again. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Uh, if, if you need to fix your life first, he's already provided. Let him be the solution. The other one, what, what about looking for more? Um, if you're looking for more, I, in, what, in whatever form that may be, um, you need to talk to some people who have walked down the road you've walked down. I, I'm sure we can find somebody in this church, whatever it is you're looking for, who has already looked for that thing. And, and I think what they're going to tell you, actually I know what they're going to tell you is, that thing is not going to satisfy you. Whatever it is that you need more of, you'll never get enough of it. And so Jesus is the only one that satisfies our soul. So what are you waiting for? We're going to break down all of these things that that are holding us back. What are we waiting for? Now, let's deal with this. Now that Christ has come, Christmas is here. The gift has been given. We have two options. Two options. One is, have we received the gift? You know, when, when somebody gives you a gift, you have to receive it. God gives you a gift in Jesus Christ. You have to receive the gift. Uh, have you heard stories of gifts that were never received? You know, that got, got just tucked away in the attic and then all of a sudden forgot about and found years and years later. Somebody's cleaning out this old house and there's a Christmas gift that was never received. That's kind of tragic, isn't it? And when you receive a gift, you reorient your life to that gift. That you, you would apply it to your life. You, you begin to use that gift, right? And the same is true with Jesus. When Jesus comes into your life, everything changes. That's how you know you've received a gift is when, when things change. So have you received the gift or have you maybe rejected that gift? You're still holding on to the control or not having to deal with these things. Have you rejected the gift? You're offered the gift, God's own son, and rejected it. And like I said earlier, what more could we need than that? And uh, sadly, that's what lots and lots of people did then. It's what lots and lots of people are doing even today. And that's, that's why we exist as a church, is because the gift is offered. And We've got to encourage people. We've got to proclaim the good news about the gift that, that it would be received and not rejected. Um, what more could we need? What are we waiting for? The gift is given. Receive it and put it into action. You know, uh, we, we don't have to wait anymore. Everything that we need is offered in Jesus Christ. He is, he is our justifier. He is our God. So all those sins of the past, he has forgiven us of those and he has wiped our slate clean and he is our guide in the future. So if we want that control, we can look to him because he is in control and we can walk in that. We don't have to wait. Now, um, the gift was missed by so many in that day. Um, it was missed. You don't want to be like that. What's, what's been my prayer this whole week is that you would not miss the gift. Now, there's another aspect of this, this whole waiting thing. Maybe you've received the gift, 
but but there's been something that God has stirred in your heart, and for whatever reason you have you have put it off. That God is calling you to something even greater, some kind of ministry, some kind of service, some kind of issue that you need to deal with. That, that you the gift is yours. Jesus, you you are good, you are in Christ. But but there is something that is in your life that, it, that God is calling you to, that you just have, you put off and you hadn't stepped into. I want to encourage you this morning. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Let's not wait any longer. If you need Jesus this morning, um, if you need to receive that gift, I'm going to pray here in just a minute. And as I pray, I want you to pray with me. There's no greater gift that we could receive in Jesus. So let's pray together. Father, we, uh, we thank you, Lord, this morning that you have offered the greatest gift that we could, have, we could ever receive, and that is in your Son. And uh, Father, for any here this morning who need to receive that gift, um, I pray that they would call to you this morning and say, Father, I'm ready for the gift. I surrender all of me to all of you. And, um, and I'm ready to, to live a new life, to reorient my life according to that gift. Father, we thank you for salvation. It comes in no other name. And, and for those who... Uh, you've been calling to something more, um, but have put it off and have waited. I pray that they would wait no longer. That as we go into the new year, they'd begin to uh, follow you by faith, take a step. And God, we thank you that so long ago, the shepherds proclaimed what they had heard and um, And we're here today because Jesus came. So thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our hope is that this message has encouraged you to seek Christ in your own life and make Him known wherever you are. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.